This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. series every year that we call I Love My Church. And the reason that we do that is uh, so that we can be reminded of some things, amen, about what the church is and those of you that have, have been with us along this journey before. But God always shares some new insights and, and how many of us know that what does the Word of God say that we get understanding and wisdom and knowledge by what? By hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Because why too? Every year, even every month, we're at a different place with God. So you may have heard something last week even or last month and then all of a sudden God brings it to you again and you go, wow, well I didn't hear that before. I didn't see that before. So this will be number one and we'll do it for the whole month of October. Uh, So Father, we just thank you right now. We just ask you God that People's hearts and ears will be open, God, to hear your voice, to hear your heartbeat, to hear your way and your will, and we give you the praise and we give you the glory in Jesus' name, amen. So like I said, every time, uh, uh, every year we do do this called I Love My Church series, and you know, uh, the reason we focus on this, because it is a a favorite subject of the Lord Jesus Christ, the church. You know, he purchased the church with his very life for you and for I. It is the only thing that he said he would build. The term he used means to purchase, design, build, and maintain. Jesus made no such promise or commitment to any other thing on earth except about the church because the church was his life work, his achievement, his greatest achievement. When the Bible speaks of the church, now remember, it's not talking about a building. It's talking about a people. And it's talking about a corporate group of people, of them coming together. It's not about individuals. It's not about buildings. It's not about programs. It is always about the community of believers who gather together. We are the church. You and I are the church. So as we look today at a portion of Paul's writings to the church at Ephesus, Ephesus was a coastal city in Greece that was known for its temple to the goddess Artemis. Paul preached there on one of his mission trips, and a church was established. And it was his custom, he wrote letters to the leaders of the church, which were to be read by the entire church. His letters always contain theology, correction, and practical application. What's sad today is that the people of God cannot be corrected. And what's sad today is we don't want to hear anything else except what we think or what we've heard or what we think we know. And we don't want to stay with the main thing, which is the Word of God. And sometimes when God shares a thing with us or tells us a thing from His Word, And it doesn't feel right, and we get upset, maybe because God's dealing with us about something. And we would take heed, and we would learn very much 
if we would listen to what the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us and tell us. Don't ever get to the place where we never feel like that we can be corrected and that you know everything because you'll never know everything. I'm telling you, none of us have arrived. Okay? So we're learning all of the time. So let's always be ready and willing to listen because that's what those letters were about. See, it wasn't just about I'm going to write this to make you feel good. It said that he was going to, it was going to contain theology, correction, and practical application to help you in your everyday life. Now, Paul's disciple, Timothy, pastored the church at Ephesus. And in chapter 2 of Paul's letter to the church, Paul begins with this portion, with now, therefore. He has just established that we, you and me, the church, are saved by grace through faith, not by works. So you can think you're doing a whole lot of stuff and try to stay busy about doing the stuff, but also, though, too, that's not what's going to get you to heaven. And, that's, and if you're doing a bunch of stuff, but then you don't do it with a right heart, you might as well not do it anyway. Do you know that a lot of people are doing a lot of stuff in the church and they're mumbling, grumbling on the side and complaining the whole time they're doing it? Well, how can God bless that? It would be best for you just not to do anything at all than to do it with a wrongful heart. Or if you're looking for a pat on the back all the time, forget that too. Because remember, what we do here and what we do for others, your reward is in heaven, not down here. So don't be looking for men. Now, yes, it is nice to hear thank you. And I hope we try to do that all the time. We try to say we love you. We appreciate what everybody does. Those behind the scenes, those that, that no one else knows what's going on, from the cleaning of the church, from the yard work, from the sound, all kinds of things. Or when we are having ministry, which we will again to our children. There's so many things that we're grateful for. But don't never get caught up in that. Look to God. To bless you, because whatever you sow with a right heart and a right seed, God, you want God to bless you, not man, because God's blessings will come back a whole lot better than anything any man could ever do for you. Amen. We're brought near to God through the blood of Christ. We have peace with God through Christ, and we have access to God by his spirit. Now, I love this out of the message in Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. It says, that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all. Sorry, this ain't just about you. It's going to take all of us. Irrespective of how we got here and what he is building, he used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you. Fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. A holy temple built by God. All of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. Oh, I'm telling you, isn't that good news? Oh, that's awesome. 
that together we are better. Together we can do more. You know, uh, just real quick, when Pastor was talking about missions, just a little while ago here we got a thing from Pastor Vicker and some pictures from Pakistan where the pastor over there was showing and ministering to a group, a group of people and children and people getting saved. It was just so awesome. Another one of our pastors from India sent a picture shared where they had went to a village and had ministered. And they had were baptized. Six people wanted to get baptized. I'm telling you, we're reaching the nations of the world right here from Alexander City. So, see, it's critical, see, that we're faithful to God and faithful to his health and faithful into giving because it's not just about what we're doing here and reaching and touching lives here, but we're touching the nations of the world and those that have not been touched. So it's awesome. So here we are. We're going to talk about a few points. We are citizens of the kingdom. We are members of God's family. We are God's house. When we gather. Now, I hope you caught something there. What was the common thread? We. Not I. Not me. Not just my four and no more. I only got time for just me right now. I'm going through too much. Well, sorry. See, when we give away, we'll get back. See, in your time of need, you sow a seed. Physically, spiritually, and financially. See, when you're lacking in every area, go give it away. When you're feeling depressed, then go sow some joy to somebody. You know, when you're feeling sick, go pray for somebody. When you have a need, go sow into someone else's life. Go be a blessing, and I'm telling you, it'll break the power of the devil that's trying to get a hold, a stronghold in your life in that area by faith. So the common thread was we. The church is never me. And when it gets like that, guess what? You get all bothered because it ain't just about you. But see, in order for you to be a blessing, you're going to have to uh, receive some things, get some things, start hearing and believe in God's word, and then go give it away. You can't stay all the time at the altar wanting to be blessed and blessed and prayed for and blessed and prayed for. No, you got to get it and go give it away. Then go get it and give it away. Go get it and give it away. That's how it works with God. The church is never me. It's always we. So let's look down a little bit more into some of these things. The first one, we are citizens of the kingdom. Again and again, we hear Jesus use the term kingdom of God. So what is the kingdom of God? Is it a physical, geographical place on earth? When Jesus uses the term, he is speaking of the reign of God, the expression of authority and the will of God. Now, listen to this statement by Jesus. If I'm casting out demons by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. When Jesus cast out a demon or he healed the sick or opened the eyes of the blind or the lame to walk or he raised the dead, he was always saying, this is what life is like when my father is in charge. When we're believing that God is a God of all, when God is the God of I am, when God is the God of the super on our natural, when God is the God of miraculous miracles, This is what it should look like. 
This is what happens when my father is in charge. This is how he intended it to be. That we would go do greater than what our daddy did. He was demonstrating what life is like under the reign of God, the kingdom of God. Believers were in this world, but were not of this world. Our citizenship is in the kingdom of God. Now, number two is the church is an embassy of the kingdom of God. Let me tell you what the functions of an embassy are. They're representing the nation, sending it in all affairs, protecting the interest of the sending nation of its citizens and of its citizens, and advancing the interest of the sending nation. In 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says that we are Christ's ambassadors. That's you and me. That's our job. Now, number three, the church is a visible, tangible expression of the kingdom of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing, expressing the rule and reign of the kingdom of God. The church demonstrates the will the reign of God to the world. That's our job. The church cares for its own, first and foremost, but also for any within its power to always help. We're always looking for ways to share the gospel, reach people in any way that we can, spiritually and personally. Therefore, whenever we have opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith in Galatians 6.10. But the church's primary task is the advancement of the kingdom of God into the earth. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost, Luke 19.10. In John 20.21, it said, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, So I am sending you. Uh Uh-oh. Now, see, like Pastor shared, he's saying sending you. Now, you may only be going into Alexander City, Wetumpka, Montgomery, you know, Elmore County, you know, wherever you live, Coosa County, Tallapoosa, wherever, you might not be able to go, but your money gets to go. When you sow your seed, it's just like you were going to India, Pakistan, Africa, Philippines. It's just like you were physically going there when you sow a seed into missions. See, when you stand in front of God in heaven, you're going to look around and see people and go, whoa, I had a part of them coming into the kingdom because I sowed seed. I wasn't physically able to go, but I made it possible for those that were called to go. But you have been called to go right here. You've been called to go to your place of work, your neighbor, your church. Your community, you have been called. It said, go. He said, just like I'm sending you. So then he told them in Mark 16, 15, in case you need to be reminded, this isn't me telling you. He said, go. Okay. He told them, go. Literally, as you are going into all the world and preach demonstrate and declare the good news to everyone. Oh, Jesus. But we just want to sit in the church or sit at home on the couch and watch church now has now become more convenient and say we can say a prayer, but we don't really want to say anything to anybody about God. 
We don't want to share what God has done. You don't need no Bible, and you don't need to claim some scripture over them. Just go tell them what God has done for you. Go tell them the goodness of God that he's done in your life. How much God loves you and how much he loves them. You don't have to quote a lot of scriptures. They just want to know, is what you're saying, is this God real? Tell me something that he's done for you. See, when you put some practicality to what God's done for you, it makes it real for them and life-changing. As Pastor Ron comes, I'm going to tell you something. God is dealing with us about going, about going and showing. See, it's not just enough to say, I go to church. Oh, I listened. I listened on Facebook. I watched you on YouTube. I sent the little heart. I did the thumbs up. Look, I'm not mocking that because I know that there's still some people because of health issues and things like that. You cannot come or you don't feel comfortable coming back yet. But don't, don't get settled there. Don't let that be your lifestyle. Okay? And let me, let me just share something with you too. You know, and that's, like I said, please, no, don't get offended. My gosh, nowadays, you if I say it's red and you think it's orange, we're offended. If I say the sky's blue and you think it's pink, uh, well, I'm in trouble. I mean, it's like nowadays you can't say nothing and somebody's going to get upset. Well, you need to stop that because that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants us in strife and division, especially in the house of God. He wants us divided amongst one another. So we got to stop that. Don't let the devil in anymore. Say, not here. Not in my house. Not in my job. Not in my church. Not in my community. Not in my state. No more. Not in the nations. No more. Because I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to pray for one another. But I'm not going to allow every little thing to offend me. I'm going to, if you get offended, I can't control what you, uh, how you respond to that. But my heart is, God, help me to say it better. Help me to pray better. Help me to do better. See, if, if we prayed more about God helping me, we'd be less concerned about what everybody else is doing or not doing. Be concerned with you. And ask God to help you. And then I believe that'll help us all together, one another, to become into unity and love. Because remember, why? Because there's people out there that are lost, that have not heard, or they've misheard. And they need to know the love of God. So I challenge you, I challenge you to start saying, God, help me find somebody Find somebody. Let me be sensitive that maybe somebody I'm around all the time, but yet I I never have said a thing. Never shared a thing, never said one thing to them. But maybe God speak to me at the right time that maybe it's just to go tell them, you know what, look, I know times have been hard, but I just want you to know, you know what gets me through it? Jesus. You know what? When I feel down and depressed and given up, Jesus has been my encourager. When I feel alone and been rejected, Jesus is my friend. 
when I've been going through sickness or Jesus has been my healer. When I've been afraid and fear has gripped me, God has brought faith into my life and given me courage and strength. When I felt like I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, Jesus, my provider, showed up. Because I'm faithful to him, he's faithful to me. Begin to go and tell because I'm telling you, they need to hear and they need to know more than ever before. So I challenge you to find someone this week and show them some God's love in a tangible way. Like I said, sometimes it's just as simple as to say, you know what? I've been praying for you. You don't have to go get all religious and if they say, well, okay, fine, you know, that's whatever. You don't have to ask to pray for them. Just tell them, I've been praying for you. Because I know we're all going through stuff. But I just want you to know God loves you. We have got to let our lives tell this story. Because I'm telling you, the story that's being told out there right now by the world is not a good story. There isn't hope. There isn't joy. There isn't peace. There isn't reconciliation. There isn't no hope out there. Why? Because the devil wants God out of everything, out of everywhere, and he sure don't want you in the house of God. He doesn't want to hear our worship. He doesn't want to hear our praise. He doesn't want you to go win someone to Jesus. That's why we got to rise up, church, do our job. Like never before. Stand in the gap for those that do not know. Or those that maybe have given up. Those that have fell to the wayside. Been been deceived by the enemy in all of this. That God don't love them and God don't care. Trying to get this race against that race. Let's rise up and walk and show the love of God. Amen. Let's bring hope. Because remember, it's people for our life. Let your life tell the story of forgiveness and peace and restoration and health and joy. Because remember, it's about our life going out there and telling somebody else to bring them into the kingdom of God. It's about the building of God's family. So, Father, I just want to pray right now. I want to pray over those that are here in the house. I want to pray for those that are watching live and maybe watching at a later time. just want them to be encouraged to know that God loves them. God cares about you. God is sending healing to you right now, spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally. I thank you right now. God's sending his joy and his peace. His health and his wholeness. Restoration from what the enemy has stolen. I declare right now in the name of Jesus. From every lie of the enemy that has told you that God does not love you. And that God does not care. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God loves you no matter where you are or where you've been. God said come to me this day. And all of that will be forgotten. And today will be a new day. That we can start over. It will be a walk. It'll be a journey by faith. It won't all happen like that. But God said, with me, all things are possible. I thank you right now 
God, for sending healing to those that are under my voice right now. They've been, even last week, man, there was a deliverance and a set free. Even after we signed off, we had a, God was not done. We had another whole service, people. After we went off live, I'm telling you, the, the, the spirit of praise rose up in this house. And I'm telling you, it just broke out through this place. We had more people here last Sunday than this. But I mean, this, it just erupted in here where God just released his praise. His restoration is healing and hope. And I'm telling you, God's saying today, I'm bringing restoration and healing and hope to you right now. And sickness in your body's got to go. Got to leave now by the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for it, Father. Now I'd like to pray for those that have, maybe you say, well, I really don't know this Jesus. Or maybe I knew him at one time, but I walked away. Maybe it was a long time ago. Maybe it was recently. But I want to pray with you. So say, dear Lord, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. I declare today, I believe that you died on the cross and shed your blood for me. I may not know everything. And I may not know how, but God, I trust you today. Please be Lord of my life. I receive you right now into my life. In the precious name of Jesus. And for those of you that say, Lord, I walked away. God, please forgive me. I want to come back. I believe and receive your love this day that you've made my heart whole again. And I want to get back on that track. (coughs) Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you praise and we give you glory. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Excuse me. We just want you to know that if you said that prayer for the first time, or maybe you did a rededication back to God, we are here for you. You can contact the church by Facebook, or you can contact it uh, by telephone, go on our website, or go, (coughs) excuse me, or go on uh, our Facebook page. You could request some information or request prayer. And we will be sure to pray for you. We want you all to know that we love you. And that God is always for you. He always has your back. Let's get a revelation of who the church is. You and me. And let's get out there and be about Father's business. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And until next time, just believe. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.